Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello, I'm LaChaus and you're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're glad you can join us. Before we get into the word, promise can you open us up in prayer? Yes. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for allowing us to fellowship with one another and just coming into our midst and staying there. Yes, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for making our making our day a great day and making where no day is ever bad. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We are excited to be here and have you with us and to study the Word together. Mm-hmm. And just let the Holy Spirit lead us and teach us and, and all things. So amen. we are officially in Chapter 3 today. Yay! And, uh, <laughs> so with that, um, today we're going to cover verses 1 through 9. So could I get a volunteer? to read that section of scripture, please. I will. All right, Kyla. Then what advantage has the Jew, or what is the benefit of circumcision? Great in every respect, first of all, that they were entrusted with the oracles of God. What then, if some did not believe? Their unbelief will not nullify the faithfulness of God, will it? May it never be. Rather, let God be found true, though every man be found a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy words, and mightest prevail when thou art judged. But if our righteousness unright excuse me, but if our unrighteousness demonstrates the righteousness of God, what shall we say? The God who inflicts wrath is not unrighteous, is he? I'm speaking in human terms. May it never be, for otherwise how will God judge the world? But if thou if through my lie the truth of God abound to his glory, why am I also still being judged as a sinner? And why not say, as we are slanderously reported, and and as some affirm that we might that we say, let us do evil that good may come. Their condemnation is just. What then are we better than they? Not at all, for we have already charged that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin. Hmm. Okay. Amen. Amen. Well, as is our custom, I'm going to open the floor to each of you to share and speak and minister what the Holy Spirit is teaching you. And, of course, if you have any questions, please ask them. Okay? Okay. So, who would like to begin? I guess I will. All right, LaCharles. I found verse 3 interesting where he said, For a word if some do not believe, will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? And Lord's just showing me that Paul's getting at here is that just because you don't believe, that does not mean that the Lord's not continuing to work in your life. Meaning that, for an example, if I can't see a squirrel, but Leo sees a squirrel, was there really a squirrel there? Maybe, maybe not. Depends on if Leo's on the truth or not. But what Paul is saying here is that just because you don't believe that happened does not mean it didn't happen. Meaning that 
God is still there and he's still working and doing everything he said it is. It's just how you receive it and experience it. Mm. One way you're inside the experience and you have the joy and knowledge of, oh, man, I was there and I was doing it. The other way, oh, man, I missed out and maybe it happened or maybe it don't because I was somewhere else doing whatever else. <laughs> okay. Anything else, sweeter? No. So the truth is human perspective cannot and does not dictate truth. Yes. Human perspective is not the end-all be-all. God is. God is the truth, regardless of what we think or believe. Right? Yes. Okay. It's important that we understand that because the spirit of the Antichrist is in the world. And his objective... The, the enemy's objective is to delude and blind people so that they stray from God and are eternally separated. And if we can convince them that a lie is in fact the truth, then he will do such and draw them away from God. So we should understand, especially those of us that believe God, who have the benefit of having his word spoken to us, that we should believe his word, whether or not our eyes perceive it, whether or not we feel like it, but believe because God said so. Okay? Yes, yes ma'am. Who else? Well, Kamisha, I'd like for you to expand on that a little bit if you would, because um. As it were, I think you've opened a door that a lot of people can be confused about. Okay. Right. Um, there are actually books written by um, some pretty um, uh, um, pretty solid uh, leaders in the faith. Uh, one that I think about is um, you know when good things happen to bad people, I mean bad things happen to good people, mm-hmm. right? And um, you know, to me, that statement's incorrect in itself. Um, but to someone who has suffered a loss that is that they're having difficult to line up to the faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. For an example, a couple that loses a child. Right. Right. How could God do this to me? Why is God doing this to me? Um, and lining that up with um, the inability for God to be unfaithful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can you expand on that a little bit in, in, this, in what you were just saying? Sure. Um, the first thing is that it's impossible for God to lie. So when he tells us that he's faithful, even if someone perceives or think that he, thinks that he's not, it doesn't change the fact that he is fact, in fact faithful because it's impossible for God to lie. And um, without faith is impossible for us to please God, right? Because those yes. that come to him must believe that he is and that he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. So human experience, sometimes we feel like we can contain God with our thoughts, and we take humanism and what we think is nice and right, and we attribute that to God. God is just, and he is exactly who he said he is. And you also have to take into account that there is an adversary, who does not come except to do what? Steal, kill, kill, and destroy. Steal, kill, and destroy. 
But Jesus said when he was correcting the misbeliefs and the misconceptions that the Pharisees and the people of the day had about who God is and his nature, he said, he corrected them and said, no, the thief cometh not, but to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come so that you would have life everlasting, Mm -hmm. meaning that you would understand the goodness of God. So for example, that you, you gave Dean that a child was lost to parents. There are laws in motion. The adversary does not take a day off because you don't understand. For parents, it is the enemy that comes to steal the children and to kill them prematurely, to um, destroy the life that they have or any, any calamity or thing like that. And we have to use our authority that God has given us, the weapons of our warfare, and guard our gates as well as our children. And it's important when we're perceiving things that we come up to where God is. He has given us authority, but he's also, and with that authority, he's given us choice. So if sickness tries to befall a child, it's the parent's job to believe God for healing and insist upon it because it's their right. When Jesus talked about the heaven, um, the kingdom of heaven suffering violence um, in the gospels, he says, from the prophets until now, from the law until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. There are some things for us that are a part of our covenant with God as believers that are ours. And when we come to them, we have to come by faith and not, not some things, but all things. So just like you get salvation, you have to receive every other component and aspect of your covenant right in Jesus Christ. And he is one who heals us. He provides for us. He protects us. Right. And that's, that's just a, a couple of things, but they don't just fall on you like ripe cherries, ripe cherries off a tree. You have to know your rights in Christ Jesus. And at times you have to insist and enforce those rights with all um, diligence, with all diligence, but with a sense of, I'll say fire and understanding that you have to resist the devil and he'll flee from you. It's different than human beings, right? We, we know we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Even with humans, there are cases where we have to physically defend. And likewise, spiritually, we have to get up our armor and we have to go to war and fight and resist the enemy because he's trying to steal something from us. So it's still our job. We have a good God who is gracious and he gives us the right to choose. For example, we have a daughter that was born with a heart defect. She was born with a a small hole in her heart that didn't close properly at birth. And I could have said, Oh God, why, why did this happen to me? I could have cried and I could have been upset about it, but, or gotten mad at God. But instead God just gave me understanding just because he, he had placed people in my life to teach the word and to let me know that I, as a mother had authority over my daughter. I could stand on what Jesus Christ already did for me and resist the devil in trying to steal her life. So if the heart defect persisted and it was not repaired, it would lead to a poor outcome. And I could have just sat there and said, well, I was, I'm a Christian. This shouldn't happen to me, but there's trouble that's common to man. The enemy comes to everyone. He's 
walking about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And if we do not know who we are through diligent study of God's word and diligent time with the Holy Spirit and take what he says to heart and to account, we will be deceived and fooled into thinking, oh, God didn't love me. And it was God's fault that my daughter was born like that. But no, instead, by faith, I said, no, get your hands off my daughter. And I believed God. And I didn't know everything then, but I knew God is a good God. And I believe that about him. And he showed up as a rewarder. And the, the same child is here today. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> okay, that's Layla. The same child is here today. So the enemy will try to come. And of course, if he can deceive you into thinking that God is bad, then that's a win on his part. But every person, every human being has to come through the door of faith. Every single one. It doesn't matter if you're a pastor, an apostle, a prophet, you seem important, you have money, you don't have money, life has been good for you, life has been unfair. It does not matter. If you need to receive anything from God, if you want the blessings and benefits of God in your life, you have to believe God and you have to be serious about it. Don't give the enemy a foothold. But in that case, she was born at six months old. What was, what happened? Well, I can, I can track some things in my personal life that were going on where I was worried or fearful that probably gave an, the enemy a foothold. But for her, she was an infant. But as her mother, it was my job to go, no devil, you will not touch my children. You will not. And I, from day one until day forever, I don't relinquish my authority in Christ Jesus. And I don't question that my God is not a good God because he's already made it clear to me. The thief cometh not, but to steal, kill, and destroy. So guard, 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 guard. Use that armor that God gave us. Use the weapons of our warfare that God has provided for us. And you submit to God. You resist the devil and he will flee from you. Not God resist on my behalf. He helps us where we're weak, but we have a role to play. He's made that very clear. And as sad as it might seem to the human mind, God is who he is. And he gave us a doorway. And he said, this is the door. Come through the door. And if you try to come another way, you are a thief and a robber. That not only applies to salvation, but also in receiving what we need from God. Even though it's set apart for us, it's already ours. You still have to come by the door. And the door is faith. So that rule applies to everyone. So um, thank you, Kamisha. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit more. Just want to remind listeners as well, too, that you know your feedback and your questions are very important and very appreciative. And you can send those to adayofprayer.org. We'd love to hear what you have to say mm -hmm. or email them to adayofprayer at yahoo.com. Um, they're always appreciated, always welcome, um, desired. Mm -hmm. That feedback's important because if you're not being blessed and you're not growing and you're not being transformed into Christ-likeness by this, then um, let John and Kamisha know so they can make the adjustments because um, <laughs> you know, we're all part of the body mm -hmm. and you're part of the body that you're listening and growing in Christ. Amen. But I would... Um, I know you're not saying this, mm -hmm. but to the listener who may be saying, um, because you know, people are hurting, people, sure. people are in different places. Sure. Um, to the listener who might say, um, Kamisha, are you saying I lost my child because I didn't have enough faith? It, sometimes it's a matter of ignorance. 
that you don't know that you're supposed to resist. The enemy, like I said, it doesn't take a, a day off because of a technicality because you don't know. And sometimes it's as simple as that. But hear my heart and the loving kindness and the gentleness of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, faith is still the door. So even whether it was not applied because you didn't know or fear. You remember when Jairus came and asked about his daughter? Jesus said to him, fear not, believe only, believe only. That was still the case. And we don't change God to fit our standard. We change us to fit his. Now, I want to give an example of adults, what, what happens in adults. I, I had a dear one speak to me recently about um, believers believing God for someone else's healing another believer was, um, in the hospital and, um, incapacitated and they were, they felt like they were believing God and they were all in agreement and there were multiple believers and the person still passed away. Now, when it comes to an adult, there's another dynamic that we have to understand. And we are still accountable. We have to understand who God is. We have to know his word and we have to understand how he operates. The person has a free will and they have a choice. God does not violate our will. Case in point, Jesus said that he wished that none would perish, but all would come to repentance. Yet and still there are people that go to hell every day. So that's not his desire, but he did give us a choice, correct? Yes. yes. And it doesn't matter who you are, how sympathetic you might feel. It doesn't, God is no respecter of persons. If one standard is the standard, then if he makes a different standard, then he's unjust, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. Come through the door. So the person has their own independent will. It's hard to tell from just looking at someone whether or not their faith is for such a thing or so-and-so. So this person, while the, the believers were believing God, I have no doubt in that, but your faith can't override his personal will. When he may be saying in himself, no, I don't want this. I'd rather have this instead as in to go ahead and go home and be with the Lord. That's hard to hear, but it's still the truth. God gave us a will. And even in the case when people go, I went to heaven and God told me I had to come back. When he speaks with them, they still have to agree with him. I know that's surprising. God knows when we agree with him and when we don't. So when the person that's in heaven and he's like, you have to go back, you know, they're in that something has happened to their physical body and they, they feel like they, they went to heaven. They had an experience with the Lord, but they're like, God told me, Jesus told me I had to come back. They had to go, okay, God, and then come on back. He's like, no, they're believing me for you. You have to go back. Okay. And then they come on back because they had to agree with God. And that's not a point to feel discouraged about. That's a point to feel encouraged about. That's why God said when two or more on earth are in agreement as touching anything, right? Yes, so yes. for me to agree with 
my brother or sister for their healing all day long. But if my sister does not want healing, my faith is not going to overpower her for her healing because that's not how God operates. Now, what he will do, if she's willing, he'll change her heart. He'll begin to speak with her and minister to her so that she comes to a place where she is able to receive from him what she, does, what she needs and what is the blessing of God to have. But to club her and go, no, I'm going to take over. And that's not how God operates because hell would be empty at this point. Yes. If he doesn't make us take Jesus Christ, who is the answer to everything, an eternal separation or eternity with God is the only thing of value, then we have to understand everything else will follow suit because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is no respecter of persons. Let God be found true and every man a lie. So if our perspective doesn't align with him, it is not God who's out of alignment. It's not God who's failed and flawed. It is we who need to understand. And I do apologize if that sounds harsh. I don't want it to. And that's certainly not my heart or intention. And it's not God's either. But his ways are higher than our ways. And when he says we have a choice, we have a choice. Now, mothers and fathers, I'm speaking to you in the name of Jesus. Your children are not of a place of being accountable fully, especially when they're small. You have authority. Exercise that authority. Speak life to your children. Speak life over their lives. Speak, speak the blessings of God over them and teach them as they grow up. But don't you get deluded into thinking that you should take your hands off of them, that you should stop believing God concerning them and yield for one second a corner of their life to the enemy. Maintain your authority in Jesus Christ's name. And I just want to encourage anyone out there that if you find that there was a time in your life where you were not in alignment and you ended up in a place where you suffered loss or where um, you're feeling guilt or you're feeling shame or you're feeling anger or anything, those are not, that's not the Holy Spirit speaking to you. God doesn't speak to you. He, he may expose something to you that he wants you to correct, mm-hmm. but he's, he's not trying to make you feel guilty. He's trying to bring you to repentance so that you can come into the fullness, which is covered underneath the blood. So you can move back into that place of love with, with God and not remain in those negative emotions. So um, don't beat yourself up. Just step into the, the forgiveness, into the fullness, mm-hmm. into all that Christ died for us to have. Amen. And take hold to it right now. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. Realize and understand God is a good God and he's here for us. And he left us his word and he gave us as a gift and a blessing, the Holy Spirit to help teach us and to guide us into all truth and show us things to come. There's, there's a lot to understand and it, um, probably more than we have time to discuss on this point right today. But those are two big points that make a huge, huge difference. Um, and us understanding things of that nature. And, you know, if you're grieving over a loved one that has passed away, if they were a believer, I mean, I get that. That's, you know, grieve and mourn. It's okay. But if they've gone home to be with the Lord, also celebrate that. And if there are points where you're like, well, I don't 
see or I don't know how that happened. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Ask the Holy Spirit um, because he's faithful to do that. He's faithful to show us and to help us and to teach us anything we need, everything that we want to know. He's faithful. So be encouraged. Anyone else have anything they want to share? No. Let's hear it, promise. I do. First, the Lord brought me to verse 7 where it says, For the truth of God has increased through my lie to his glory. Why am I still judged as a sinner? Okay. And what was the Holy Spirit talking about? The Holy Spirit is talking... Wait. First, let's skip ahead a little bit and read verse 9 where it says, What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have... One second. Charged both Jews and Greeks that they're all under sin. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, with verse 7, the Lord showed me that, like, sometimes... When you get zealous and try to do something and say, well, the Lord can do this. I'm not saying that the Lord can't do miracles, but lying and trying to add other things to it. It'd be a little bit more clear for us, sweetheart. Yes, so the Lord gave me an example. Let's say, so there's two examples. There's a difference between doing what the Lord tells you, and there's a difference between trying to do, yes, doing what the Lord tells you, and going somewhere and doing something the Lord did not tell you, but trying to gain people other people that way. Okay. So look at an example. Let's say. For example, if the Lord tells you to Go to a certain group of kids that are notoriously bad and talk to them about the Lord, then that's okay. But versus if you just go to a group of kids that are notoriously bad, then that's not necessarily good. So, Promise, are you saying... We're supposed to wait on what the Lord is telling us to do, to do what the Lord is saying versus trying to do it on our own. Is that what you're getting at? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. How does that apply to the scripture that you were reading to us? Um, verse 7, right? For if the truth of God has increased through my lie to his glory, why am I also still judged as a sinner? Is that the scripture that you were reading? Yes. yes. Okay. So... And then how does it tie in with verse 9? Because those are the two verses you read. Yes. Hmm. 
Can you explain that, sir? We'd have to read the rest of verse 8. Where okay. it says, and why not... <laughs> okay. Sorry, Mom. It's okay, baby. Go ahead. And it says, and why not say, let us do evil that good may come. As we slanderously report it, and some affirm that we say, their condemnation is just. And how it ties into there is because when we do that, it makes us no better than the sinner. And the main point the Lord showed me that was because how sometimes occasionally in my life when I see an unbeliever, I occasionally sniff and go, oh, they're unbelievers, and then kind of become haughty. So the Lord showed me that before then we were inside the same exact place. Before what? Before we came to Christ. Okay. We were inside the same exact place as an unbeliever. And how all sins result in death. Mm-hmm. It's not, oh, this is just a little sin. I might get sick from it, but not die. But I keep doing it over and over. Every sin produces death. It does, yes. So, are you saying the Lord is speaking and ministering to you personally about this in your own life? Although it does apply to everyone else. Yes, how sometimes you go, oh, that little that little boy is a sinner. He's no better than the rest of the people. And how you disregard them, but you're inside the same place. And that's also how Paul was able to preach to people. He didn't mm. go... Oh, that person is so evil and wicked, I can't go and save his house. Mm. He said I was inside the same place, and the Lord told me to go do this, so I'm going to go do that. Okay. Well, talk to that person. Mm. Those are interesting points you bring up. And, and I say that because clearly of what Paul is, the thought that he is continuing, which is about the circumcision, right? And yes. the difference between Jews and Greeks. And it is, it is deep. There are a lot of layers to it. But ultimately, he's getting to the point that there, there's no difference when it comes to sin. But there is a difference because they have first been entrusted with the word of the Lord. And as a result of being trusted with the word of the Lord, they should know better. Right? Yes. So, but that applies for all of us that have received the word of the Lord. We should all know better. Our actions should not be like those that don't know better, right? Yes. But they should demonstrate that we have not just heard or received the word, but we are applying it to our lives. And there's more to that, and and I think we're going to have to get into that tomorrow, just or the next time in the essence, just because of the essence of time and to respect everyone else's time. So let's pause there for today and we'll pick it up there again tomorrow or next time. All right. Okay. Can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer? please? I will. All right. Charles. Lord, I just thank you for everything that you've been doing in our lives. Lord, I just thank you for your unending knowledge and your grace and mercy and that you give it to us Lord, so that we we can go implement in our lives Lord, and that we are not ignorant lord lord i also just thank you for giving us grace so that way we can show to others lord just being an example so that way we know how to treat others lord not going out and treating them 
nastily, Lord. Mm-hmm. And Lord, just thank you for having your Holy Spirit in our midst, Lord, and just using him to minister to us, Lord, so that way we each can learn and grow more in you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.